Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Well, hello there, Emily. How are you today? Hello, Michelle. I am so good. Oh, yeah. What I'm, makes you What makes you so good today? Well, uh, we have, as always, a great bottle of wine, but we mm. have a guest that we've been really excited to bring on the show. So I'm really looking forward to the, how the conversation is going to unfold. And I'm just delighted to see our guest has uh, brought her furry friend along for the for the show so that you know brings extra joy to me well i'm glad to hear that definitely <laughs> glad to hear that so i'll just go ahead and introduce our guest then to our listeners we have uh, laura de carlo the um ceo of laura de carlo company which is a tech company from the west coast you know we hear mm-hmm. uh, do our shows here in st louis and so we're pretty excited about having another guest who's um not from St. Louis, and is in a very special industry. That's right. And in fact, this guest we first learned about in a previous episode when we had a conversation with Denise Naughton about the her visit. News. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Her visit to the uh, Consumer Electronics Show. So, so, Laura, just go ahead and say hi to everybody so they can hear your voice. Hi, everyone. Um, it's actually Laura Haddock. Um, family name is DiCarlo. We're actually literally thinking about changing it back to DiCarlo right now because it's, it's offering up some confusion. Okay, sure. sure. Well, we can <laughs> refer to you as just Laura. <laughs> and then we're good, right? <laughs> yes. This is Enzo. What is his name? Uh, Enzo. Enzo. Like Enzo Ferrari. He's Fabulous. Oh, I love it. I have Iggy Pup here today, too. So at some point, I'll have to reach down and bring him up. And they can meet. <laughs> yeah, my do- my dogs are still at home. And that's where I leave them on recording days because they are not quiet like Iggy Pup or Enzo. Mm, um, yes. So, yeah. So we have uh, Laura Haddock, also known as Laura DiCarlo. That's right. <laughs> and so before we dive too deep into her amazing industry. Um, Why don't we talk about the wine that we selected for today? Sure. We were uh, clued in about your Italian heritage and the fact that you're from the Sicily area and uh, by your PR director, Rachel. And so we searched with our partners at the wine merchant to pick a special wine related to the area your family's from anyway. And uh, they suggested we drink this bottle of Lavico. Yes, and so this is um, this is Lavico. The grape is Nuello uh, Mascalesi. Uh, the proprietor is Duca di Salaperuta. Uh, you know, I'm doing my best here. I'm, I'm who knows if I'm pronouncing it correctly. This is a 2012, um, and uh, this at the wine merchant is $15. I think pretty typically you'll find it in that $20 price point. Um, but yes, uh, you know. It's just marvelous. I so far I'm from a on the nose standpoint. I'm getting some roasted strawberry, black cherry, um, some a little bit of that kind of funk in the earth that comes from that volcanic soil in the region, and I'm getting some beautiful violets on the palate. Um, really nice minerality, some raspberry, vanilla. 
um, some tobacco, a little paprika. I'm really enjoying this so far. What about you? I, I love it. Um, so I did this thing this weekend to, in preparation for our show today, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure that I pronounced, we pronounced this bottle correctly. I have friends in Italy, and I reached out to my friend Isabella, and I sent her a picture of this bottle of wine, and I said, Isabella, can you let me know how, how to pronounce it? And so she sent back this lovely audio message, and we're going to play it for you guys here right now so we can all know how to say this Lavico correctly. Hello, Mish. Uh, the pronunciation is Lavico Nerello Mascalese. It, it, it's a very good wine. Lavico um, comes from, how do you know? Mm, I don't know. Uh, you know the volcano? The when it flows something really hot, uh, we call it lava. So lavico means a wine obtained um, from a ground near a volcano. Okay, probably you didn't understand anything. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the pronunciation is lavico. So it's Lavico. Lavico. <laughs> we got it? Lavico. And yes, Beautiful. we did understand everything that you said, Isabella. Yes, It's absolutely. all good. And thank you so much and uh, for giving us your permission to use the audio message as well as the wonderful explanation of yes. this bottle of wine. So, Michelle, what kind of panty is this wine? Well, I've had a, a few sips of it and it's really tasty. Mm-hmm. And I love the way it smells. Um, that doesn't mean anything about the panty there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to think a little bit. I mean, it's like, it's kind of like spicy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but got some it's attitude. Light. It's got some attitude. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's a strong, it's a strong wine. I, I see like, I see like a pair of panties that make you feel in like, in not necessarily invisible, not like a Wonder Woman panty, um, but like like a sexy, um, invincible sort of panty that it doesn't matter what you're going to do, you're going to be able to take on the world and oh. and kick ass at it. I really, really want those panties. Yeah, well, they're 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 in uh, research and design right now. <laughs> well, maybe that's something that that can Laura's team can take on. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I am right now. I might my might change it as we go along okay. on the episode as I drink some more as it opens up. Laura, right. what are you dr- drinking today? Well, I just went and picked this up and um, looked like it's from La, uh, La Gagera Estates. It's, but it's from Abruzzo, okay. Italia. So I'm actually not familiar with that region at all. Um, I haven't been back to Sicilia for, oh God, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I try to head out there uh, this summer because I kiteboard. Um, and we were going to head over to Sicily and do some kiteboarding, but work is a little busy. Right. I would, I yeah. would expect, but I have no idea what kiteboarding is. I don't. I'm sorry. I, I live, can, can, can we do it on the Mississippi oh, River? Cool. No. Um, so I, I, uh, it's, uh, kite surfing, kiteboarding. It's, you literally have like a big parachute like kite. So like, is it different than like windsurfing or is it the same, like the same concept as windsurfing on a surfboard or like a, like a sail? 
it, it this windsurfing was kind of a prequel to kiteboarding. Um, okay. I actually have a bunch of I had a bunch of um, books right here, but it's uh, you have like a big huge wind sail uh, that's literally a kite that you fly up in the air um, somewhere between thirty and fifty feet off uh, up above up above you, and it looks like a big parachute, and it just drags you along the water on your board. <laughs> oh, wow. It's like whiteboarding with a giant kite. Um, and it's, are you, are, you, are you strapped yeah. to your board with, are your feet strapped to the board or you have like one well, on I mean, a paddle board and you just have to hold on? So it's, it's about the same size as like a, as a, a wakeboard or a, or a snowboard. Okay. Uh, so there are boards you can strap in, you can put your boots on. Um, but if you're really good, I don't think I'm that good. Um, you, you can see people getting as much as like 20, 30, 40, and 50 feet of air straight up in the air, and they fly their fly with their kites up above the water and do all sorts of crazy tricks. Um, you can ride uh, like a mini surfboard. I've got a mini surfboard. I've got a uh, what's called a twin tip uh, board, um, but I don't have a booted board yet, and I probably want to make sure I don't kill myself first. So now, do you travel with those, or is it something that you can find easily when you do travel? If you're going to a place that has uh, that's well known, it's really windy and is well known for kiteboarding. Then, um, then uh, a lot of the times you can find a kite school oh. that will have gear. So we have, I have a ton of gear, but <laughs> it's also not always advantageous to travel with it. Sorry, my dog is also like, <laughs> "Will you please play with me?" <laughs> He's got a little fuzzy hot dog. He's just like, "Mom." Mom, I'm like, dude, mom's busy. Now he's a smaller dog. Are you able to travel with him? <clears throat> he goes everywhere. Perfect. He is, he is a purse, backpack, mm. whatever, what have you, planes, trains, automobiles. Mm-hmm. Rides on my bike, on my back when uh, I go mountain bike riding and when I go road bike riding. And actually he's done it when I've gone cross country skiing too, which is oh my gosh. really amusing. I have a basket on my bike for Iggy Pup, and that's on the front side of it. And he loves to go bike riding. So, yeah. Aren't you a little concerned that um, that people think that you're the Wicked Witch of the West when you ride around <laughs> on your bicycle that from time with, to time. you know, Toto or something in the I front just, you know basket? What? I don't I mean, care. we are here in Missouri <laughs> with a bunch of tornadoes. You know, that's just Be something careful. that doesn't bother me. Be careful. Me. If people start telling you about monkeys flying behind you or anything like that. You just be careful. I'll take cover. <laughs> take cover. Yeah. Hide, hide Iggy Pup. <laughs> Keep him safe. Um, well, my I am absolutely fascinated by this idea of kiteboarding. I'm going to be checking it out on YouTube. And um, uh, I'm wondering if you have a, a magazine right here. I can just show you what, what the kite looks like. Just a second. Sure. Oh, Let's take a little fun. sip of our wine. Yeah. It's so really when you're good. in Italy this summer, Michelle, maybe you'll have to um, give it a try. I think that would be a fun thing for you and your daughter. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Seeing me fly up in the air 20, <laughs> 20 miles above. No. Uh, I was like, the first, your first week, like, you have to take, like, lessons um, or <laughs> you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> um, so, and I'll probably um, have to sign a whole bunch of waivers, too. <laughs> oh, you never. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the whole first week, you pretty much just eat shit in salt water. Oh, good. Oh, wow. Yeah. But when you get the hang of it, it's, it's, that's my favorite thing in the whole world next to sex toys. Uh, but yeah. if you've ever seen like, the kite oh. those are, um, those are for people that are, 
uh, uh, writing a, a foil board. Mm -hmm. um, so you can also, there are boards that actually have a, a hydrofoil on the bottom and will actually lift the border up above the water um, and you ride above the water and it's, it's pretty intense. But we'll, we'll make anyway, sure to share. Yeah, oh. we'll share some photos on our blog just in case people are like, "What is this?" Right. Yeah, I'm sure. So I'm sure there's stuff yeah. about it on YouTube. So, Laura, you had mentioned that work is kind of crazy right now. Um, how, when did you start your company, and why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your company? Um, so, we founded the company uh, in October of 2017. So, we're coming up on two years this fall, um, and I actually started with the idea because I had a really intense blended orgasm and that's when you actually stimulate both the clitoris and the G-spot at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was so intense that it actually like knocked me off the bed and I just kind of lay there on the floor <laughs> and was like, how do I do that again? And, um, so it, what, what we're doing is we're actually stimulating the clitoris and the G-spot at the same time. Most people don't understand that the G-spot is actually a part of the clitoris. It's made up of the same erogenous tissue. So the clitoris is a little bit that you do see. And then um, the body of the clitoris is actually much larger than most people realize. It's mm -hmm. actually, it's kind of shaped like, like I, some people say a wishbone. I think it looks like a pterodactyl. But <laughs> okay. um, it, uh, it, it's shaped kind of like that and there's the little glands that you know about and then it actually stretches out underneath the labia majora and the labia minora um, and there's a small ball of bundle of nerves that coalesces in uh, just inside the anterior wall of the vaginal canal and that's where the g-spot is and if you stimulate both those suckers at the same time your head will literally fall off <laughs> it's pretty fabulous yeah so <laughs> so when you had this orgasm um you immediately thought this is a great way to make money? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just like, I want to do that again. How okay. do I do that without somebody else? Like, Because really the right. only way you can do it right now is if you have either two two toys and you know exactly what you're doing, you know a lot about your own erogenous physiology, mm -hmm. yeah. or you have a really talented partner. Right. Those are really hard to come by. So, I agree. Uh, yeah. I, I was looking for, you know, uh, products on the market that could do this. And there's like, you know, you've heard of the rabbit vibrator. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. do mm -mm. it. Um, mm -mm. It's not the same thing. And so you actually need a very human like touch, um, a come hither motion, if right. you will, or the top of the G spot. Um, and uh, clitor the clitoris is very sensitive. So like, I don't like using vibrators there. It doesn't do it, it for me. It can hurt, it's right? If it, yeah. yeah. Desensitization, um, and it's just overwhelming, and it's not the right kind of stimulation. So, what we ended up doing is, I wanted something that fit um, a large span of people, not just me. Okay, right. So that was going to be my next question because, like, the you know everybody's physiology is so different. I mean, just looking at you know a woman's vagina, like they're they are so varied, which makes me think the that vulva the vulva, yeah. yeah. So awesome. So thinking about like where that where that crux of all those nerves are from woman to woman, I imagine is probably pretty pretty varied. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what? Uh, how we actually solved this problem was we actually I actually went and asked every person that would listen, <laughs> "Where's your clitoris?" 
here's your G spot. And I literally got all of these data points because it, they don't exist. Um, nobody has ever gathered this data that I could find. Um, and I mean, so, there's so, another issue. With right. Mind. When you were gathering all this information, I'm just curious, did you find that like, uh, even though we're all different, did we kind of fall into certain categories? Like you had this, like, uh, 70% of women are like this and 20% or I mean did yes, I mean we weren't I, so varied that you have a million different ones but um what I found was that there there's a range of data okay. um and we can't hit all of the ranges because there are some extremes but I can hit from about 10% to 90% um of everybody within that range so we've we found this spectrum and I was able to create a design that actually could conform and be customizable to fit all of those people and hit them in all of the right spots because they could customize it to their own personal preference. So we've uh, made a completely customizable product. And then in doing so, um, I wanted the entire thing to be hands-free. So we added a couple of other uh, uh, interesting uh, things to the patent that enabled it to actually be completely hands-free. So it goes inside, it actually swells slightly so that it stays put um, within the vaginal canal and it strokes the G spot using a come hither biomimetic motion. So we've completely eliminated the use of vibration in favor for biomimicry or mm -hmm. the mimicry of human motions, or we wanted something that felt like a real, like a real partner. Mm -hmm. Like you want that real experience. Yeah. Without and, all, without all of his baggage. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's nice. Story. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? I'm curious. Yeah. It's interesting that it it swells like, you know, imagining like as as you know you're relaxing into an orgasm, you know, coming so to speak. So I, you know, your your body kind of opens up a little bit, but then I also notice like after an orgasm, things kind of tighten up. Like, does it? You know, knowing that it's now bigger than it was when it went in, does it also like get smaller or like, you know, how do you, yeah, curious. Fairly customizable. So okay. like it, to, for, for everybody that's different, some people that they don't have that reaction after having an orgasm. So it's, um, like I said, every single function is completely customizable. So kind of choose your own adventure. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So. I know uh, when we talked with Rachel, she was like, you know, there are some things we won't talk about because it's trade secrets and things of that nature. And so anything that we ask that you say, hey, I can't tell you, that's that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. We understand. But what I'm curious about is when you went through and you were asking all these women to, you know, answer your survey or, you know, to take part in whatever research you were doing, what was the reaction of the women that were participating? Were they like so grateful? Were they thankful? Were they curious, eager? Do most women know what a blended orgasm is? I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I didn't until we got ready for your show. You'd be surprised. Um, a lot of, I, I, I've even talked to women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and into their 70s that have never had an orgasm before. Oh. And that is to me, that's not acceptable. So like, it, it's also, we're trying to close that orgasm gap. Like, and is that, is that due to like masturbation shame? I, I think so. It's mostly, it's uh, almost a hundred percent. It's, it's how we shame people around sex, sexuality, masturbation, and the use of toys. We don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's 
Shame would be the perfect word that I, I would stamp on this. It's a huge stigma wrapped all the way around our conversations around sex. For women. And, oh, I mean, yeah. Men. Yeah. Males are allowed to be explicitly sexual and um, nobody bats an eye. But right. when a woman wants to talk about, you know, her clitoris, people go, well, that's just <laughs> unacceptable. Right. Well, it, that just that I'm so over that they giggle and, they giggle oh. nervously and um, mm-hmm. and even like some women do you know when oh, no, a lot of them still do because they grew up with that stigma they it's it's what they're used to it's 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 par for the course so a lot of the people that I talk to um, for the most part uh, I got a, a very uh, welcoming very excited kind of response um, seldom did I ever have anybody. Almost no one. I think maybe one person was turned off by the idea, um, and was clearly very shameful about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I talked to a lot of people about their vaginas. So, Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, um, the closest to true shame I got was that one person, and then most of everyone was just a little bit nervous about it, but when I talk about it, I talk about it in a very, very open fashion. And I'm kind of an open book, like ask me all the questions. I I can give you as many answers as possible. But as soon as you talk about it in that very um, kind of matter of fact uh, approach, um, most people kind of loosen up and they go, oh, I want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Nobody talks about it. And I always like, I always think about it. We're always thinking about it. We're always like, we, 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 like inject tons of sexuality into advertisements, into the way that we, the way that we advertise to the world and the way that we try to sell products that aren't even sexually charged. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't talk about it. Yeah. So it's always very refreshing um, for most of the people that I talk to. They kind of just, they kind of blossom a little bit and they go, Oh, I like talking about this. It's Keep empowering. Going. It's empowering to embrace your own sexuality. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it can be intimidating, though, too, for some people, because if they've lived their whole life, that being something that's done in the privacy of your bedroom mm-hmm. with the lights off under, you know, dark covers and, you know, mm-hmm. quiet, 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 don't ever scream out, don't ever <laughs> enjoy it, you know, and, and it's yeah. not, if you're not doing it to make a baby, mm-hmm. it can be intimidating to become, uh, you know, get divorced in your 30s or something, and now you're like, oh, um, I don't know really... I don't know how to how to do this, and I want to have a I want to have a great time, or I don't have yeah. a sex toy because my husband, you know, didn't like those things, right. or you know, I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I definitely I remember um, my mom at one point uh, um, had an electric toothbrush, and her husband thought that it was a vibrator. And he was like, what are you doing with this? I cannot believe that you have this. Like, I'm good enough, you know? I think that was... (laughs) Are you going to brush my teeth? I I thought that that was so funny on multiple levels, you know? (laughs) I've heard of, like, attachments being made for for that purpose, which is hilarious because we actually (laughs) kind of stumbled upon this at a later point when um, my CFO like has the worst product ideas ever. He's the most uh, like an amazing mentor, an amazing business mentor, but he will blurt out the most asinine ideas. And he was like, we should make attachments for, for vibrating toothbrushes. And I was like, that's a terrible idea. Apparently, Somebody did it anyway. But I mean, what you're talking about is, is classic like Madonna whore complex Uh Mm -hmm. where, where women are expected or are expected to be very chaste 
when, um, you know, in, in certain situations and then we're expected to be overtly sexual, um, when it suits men. Mm-hmm. And, and you look at, you look at young women, um, particularly like, uh, people that adhere to certain religions that, uh, they're expected to be very prim and proper and not know anything about mm-hmm. what goes on in the bedroom. And then as soon as they get married, they're expected to be a slut in the bedroom and right. know everything. And it's just, that doesn't quite make sense to me. No, I mean if you're not enjoying your sex life, what's going to motivate you to want to have sex? Too. I mean that's, you know, I think in a I I definitely dealt with that in my younger years, <laughs> you know, of, of you know trying to find that where you and your you know me and my partner were on the same page with what actually pleased me and um and I've found that men are often they don't they don't want to hear it. They want to feel like they're amazing. And so this idea that they're not amazing, that they're not, you know, that they don't have all the answers can be very intimidating to them. And it's hard for women. It was hard for me to, you know, bring my voice forward and say, ah, I really want you to touch me here. <laughs> or if, and the, thankfully you knew you wanted him to touch you there because a lot of women don't know that they, you know, mm-hmm, that, oh, true. if you touch me there, oh, I'll, I'll feel that I'll feel good like that. Mm-hmm. And I also find that some men um, are intimidated if you're a woman who does know what she wants. Right. And then you're like, no, that's not it. No, it's not quite it either. No, you're going to have to. Um, <laughs> um, Here, let me show you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, um, we, we get the same kind of reaction uh, from, from, from folks. Uh, males are either, it's one way or the other. They're either intimidated by it. Or they are like very welcoming, and they're like, I've I've gotten messages from I, I one of my favorites. It was like a one liner email that somebody sent into um, our hello account, and it just said, um, like I am not intimidated. Yes, I want one for my wife. She deserves awesome. this. Awesome. Yeah. And I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. And, and that's it. And, and they're either really excited about it because they get it or they don't, and they're intimidated by it. And the thing is, is that when you have a product, because like you said earlier, a lot of women don't even know how to get there, but mm-hmm. this product allows you to learn and how to teach yourself and learn more about your own body mm-hmm. because it's customizable. So you can figure out like, like because it's it's not like a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing goes with all the functions and the frequencies and the speeds and, and, and how that works. And same thing with, um, you know, how it inflates, how, how big mm-hmm. does it get, how, how comfortable are you with that? That's up to you. But when you can dial that in yourself, you can turn around and you can tell your partner and you can tell your partner exactly how you like it. And that brings people closer together. That makes him a better partner. Yeah. Right. So, intimidated by that. Well, I think it's absolutely wonderful to be able to give this to women who don't necessarily, you know, for all women, and they don't have mm-hmm. to have a partner so that they too can enjoy these orgasms that, you know, blended orgasms that, you know, knock your knock your socks off and off, off the side of the bed. Because, I mean, how depressing is it when you think that this is possible out there, yet I'm, I'm not with anybody and I don't have... I'm not acrobatic and <laughs> able to like, you know, coordinate three or four toys at the same time, you know, with a remote control. You know. I mean, that's, and that's a lot of work and, you know, I, I'm nearly 50. And so I would, I'd give up. I'd be like, well, yeah. I, I need my sleep, you know, but. Well, and the hands-free aspect is also a big deal because 
like when you start getting to that age, I've had women in their seventies send us emails. Is it ready yet? Because I've been waiting this like my whole life for this. Right. Please tell me pretty soon before I go. And, uh, it, but women that have uh, arthritis, women that have um, physical handicaps that can't reach that far, that can't hold on, um, that have pain. That's right. why it's hands free. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there are just better things to be doing with your hands. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think a lot of times people look at um, bringing toys into a, a situation and they look at it as more of a, you use this by yourself kind of thing. But I mean, it, it's something that you very well could use with your partner. Now, you know, hands-free, there's plenty of things you can be doing together. Or you can still be yeah. texting. I mean, you can still take care <laughs> of, like, answer your emails and stuff. I mean, you know, the, who says you have to stop working? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also, it's about self-care. And I was actually just thinking the other day, because somebody asked me about, you know, how do you get into the right mindset? For me, um, everybody is a little bit different. But I mean, for most women, it's a large percentage of being able to orgasm is mental. So if I want to be able to get into that mindset, it's the same thing. Like when I meditate, I can't meditate if I have, if I have my hands are doing anything. It's just having your hands free gives you that ability to really go deep inside yourself and actually like, and, and mentally explore what's going on in your body instead of, instead of being distracted. Right. So, I mean, for me, it's, um, I, I can kind of, go down and, and like, I, I've been able to like give myself orgasms just with very little stimulation and mostly thought and concentration alone. Um, but let's face it. Most people just don't feel like they're even allowed to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, so, um, we learned, uh, early on in one of our episodes, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so I'm wondering if, um, you know, having, blended orgasms more often does having orgasm um i don't know more frequently is it easier is it almost like you know that muscle like it's i'm exercising it i'm having having orgasms regularly so then i can peak with greater ease um i find that it's it's a little bit it's it's muscle memory and it's also it's it's also um it's practice too Mm -hmm. and i find that like you know, when you're looking at couples or you're looking at partnered folks that um, are having issues with uh, stimulating libido, you give her an orgasm, um, they're going to want to have it again. Yeah. So, yeah. And you literally can increase <laughs> your libido. I mean, it's, it's like anything else. We, we're human beings. We get addicted to all sorts of things. And sex is one of them. But having an addiction to that euphoric feeling and to the, the chemistry that goes off when you have an orgasm, um, that's very, very real. And the more you do that, the more, the more you want it and oh, yeah. the better at it you want to be. And that's, that can be really good for sexual relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So were you, um, were you with a partner when you had your first blended orgasm? Yes, you were. And so is this something that that partner then remembered that skill and was able to bring back into practice often? Or is it something that you were then able to train others? And tell me about your process, because I can tell you, I'll tell, I'll share my first blended orgasm experience and, you know, Um, this particular individual knew exactly what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is exactly what they were aiming for, and they got exactly what they wanted. 
Yeah. And it's um, you may, like it's really amazing how satisfying that is to be the person that can deliver that kind of orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I I love giving orgasms. It's mm-hmm. the best feeling ever. It's like it's the same like when you it's that same feeling of like gratitude or gratitude gratification when um, you can help someone because. Mm-hmm not easy but um yeah when I started to really understand how to do that I was able to actually I've been able to train others to do that um and uh I've had uh I've trained a few yeah yeah well I I have to agree with the ability to give other people orgasms it's it's very powerful you feel very like in control and sort of almost almost godlike right when when you've been able to give a (laughs) give an amazing orgasm and and usually there's all like so yeah, like top five, right? <laughs> that was your top five. Yeah. I, all five spots? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but on the reverse, sometimes I found when you've had like an incredible orgasm with somebody else, like, you know, and you've been the recipient of it, and if they didn't, if it was a fluke, then now they have like even more pressure on themselves to try to re- try to do it again. And you're like, I don't know what you did. And I can't, I, I can't describe it. No, you were here, you were there. And then, and then there's just too much tension and you're just like, fine, you know, just stop, just, just stop already. Yeah. Cause they, they also expect you to, to have your orgasm in, in an, an amount of time, time that better. is convenient to them. Yes. That's befitting to their schedule. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Now. And it's going down. I, I think it's so frustrating to lose your orgasm. Like Oh, you're you right know? there. You're right there and they're like, no, I'm not. I know. I <sighs> I I have actually like I've actually had tears of like, I can't believe I can't have an <laughs> orgasm. You know? It's just so that, disappointing. That's the, the most frustrating thing mm-hmm. in the world. I've I've literally <laughs> Like I, I will keep going too. <laughs> like you're not gonna get there. Can we've been doing this for a long time? <laughs> I'm not done yet. My hand is cramping. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, you know they. Give well, up or, too quickly. Or, yeah, they do give up quickly. And I, I tell you what, the like the biggest turnoff for me is if you know someone's trying to give like you know trying working on giving me an orgasm, and he starts to. Sigh. Sigh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, you know, that's it. I mean, I'm done, you know, and, and now you have accomplished exactly what you wanted to do. You didn't want you to shut keep, it down. You shut it all down. Right. Because, you know, you got yours because we have, unfortunately, we as women, we have to like work within like a three minute window sometimes with these men. They're like, oh, great. You came. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do with the rest of the four hours? <laughs> You know, what are we going to do? I mean, this was like five minutes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I So my, I had a, my first blended orgasm, um, it was se- several years ago now. Um, but it was a very similar experience to yours, Laura, where I was just like, I actually didn't even know it could happen in that way, you know? And um, and so for me, I was like, what's happening? What's happening? You know? And the floodgates opened, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was shocking. But yeah. also the, the most euphoric thing I have ever felt a- up until that point. And so I, you know, pretty much after that was just chasing that feeling <laughs> and I was you know I, it, that that was at a time that same thing the the gentleman knew exactly 
how to produce that result. Um, and that was not a long-lived relationship. So, <laughs> And it's something that I, I haven't been able to replicate. Like, I've got videos on it and all this stuff. <laughs> and I still can't. I'm like, Whoa. You know, I wonder if it's because guys aren't really, like, uh, you know, too keen on the fact when you get polymers. Like, so this is how my prior boyfriend got me off and if you could just do exactly what he did <laughs> they have a tendency to be like oh mm-hmm. that's that other guy i'm not him you know right. i thought you I were over and him then it's, and it's just a total turn off for them and they're like oh oh well i'm not good enough and it's like oh criminy yeah, yeah. <laughs> again my orgasm is dependent upon how you feel about yourself apparently <laughs> it's a therapy session really Sure. Well, we'll, we're going to take a real quick break right now, and uh, we'll uh, refresh our glasses, and we will be right back. Wonderful. Well, we are back, and um, we were just kind of talking about the product name while we were on break, which is called Ose, which means bold, right, in Italian? Is that correct? Yeah. Well, um, it could translate to bold. It means um, more particularly risque. Ooh, even better. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was what inspired our, our wine. We wanted to go not only to, to your region, but we wanted to find something that was, you know, a little sassy and bold to support our conversation. Michelle, have you, do you have an update on your um, description? Are you still feeling that these panties are, I, you know? I, they're, they're black and they're determined and <laughs> uh, they probably are, have a little hands-free going on, I you know? I love it. panties that give you give you orgasms is that going to be the next uh product hopefully um we actually have three more in the pipeline right now Mm. we we have three more coming out within um very shortly after osei is released um when is osei going to be released uh, this fall so we will actually have a pre-sale going on uh this summer if you go to our website and you sign up for the newsletter, then you'll get put on the notification list for when mm. that set, that pre-sale starts. Um, and so you can get it earlier, guarantee that you can get it because uh, yeah, I t- yeah. I wonder if it'll you'll sell out right away. I imagine, and then you have to wait. What's your price point? Uh, it's going to be close to two ninety, mm-hmm. um, which is actually very competitive for this marketplace. It's sure. um, for uh, for a more upscale product in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, most of those products that are in the same space only do one thing. This right. Does four. four. Oh my gosh. So, and I, I, I guarantee you, like we're, we're talking about, okay, what's the warranty on this thing? And, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, how many hours does it last? Right. And um, so there, I have a team over in China right now working with our manufacturer um, and they're based out of London actually. Uh, but my my joke was well if somebody can break this thing with if somebody actually uses this thing over the amount of allotted hours in in the first two to five years i will send them a new one and send them a trophy yeah you've done your job <laughs> right yeah yeah so after my experience i went looking for products that could deliver that kind of you know i was really looking for something and I, you know i didn't find it but i found something that was really quite nice that focused on the G-spot and um, and it's 
no longer working, <laughs> which is very sad. It has one of those magnetic chargers, and I don't know. It just stopped working. Yeah. It won't yeah. charge anymore. So, well, I th- I think if you buy this, you don't need anything else I know. ever again, I, well, I'm, right? I'm, that's why I'm like, I'm on the list. <laughs> well, I mean, there are other kinds of, I mean, there are, there are many, many erogenous zones. Um, there's actually another one, uh, not just the G-spot, but if you go in deeper, there's one called the anterior fornix erogenous zone, um, which is right at the front where the fornix and the vaginal canal meet. Mm. And that one is a very, very intense orgasm as well. Um, so we, we've got a long line of products that we're looking at releasing. Um, the first couple are, are not, uh, they're a little bit more drawn back. We're doing a, a clitoral stimulator mm-hmm. that's hands-free and um, working on getting that profile really nice and slim um, and uh, using that same technology that we've created. And we've got another one that's coming down the pipeline that is clitoral and has a little bit of uh, G-spot stimulation that can be used during intercourse. Oh. And we have another one that uh, uh, you can pretty much use anywhere because there are a lot more erogenous zones than just inside, just in your reproductive area. Wow. Okay. The brain is the largest erogenous well, zone. Well, that's uh, very for me anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious. Um, I I remember when we first learned about you. Um, you had won an award for. Um, engineering robotics and engineering is that right at the consumer electronics show and then i believe the award was rescinded because of the product being considered immoral is that correct uh they used a a couple of choice words were immoral obscene uh profane was oh my god meanwhile um, i mean there are plenty of products at the show that appeal to men, right? I, I guess what they're saying is that a female orgasm is immoral, obscene, and profane. Because That's, That was immediately, I was like, what's what's obscene about my vagina? But you can go to their show and literally go put on a VR headset and watch porn. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah. And we actually, we actually met somebody that went to the show um, and went to that particular booth and they asked her, do you want the male version or do you want the female perspective? And she was like, wow, you have a female perspective. Wow. I want to try. Yeah. That's so cool. I can't believe you guys are doing this. That's so neat. She put the headset on and you know what she saw? The ceiling. Probably <laughs> 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 better. Um, no, she's two females, two women having oh. sex. Well, that makes sense. I mean, right? you know, women know how to please each other. I, I can yeah, see why that would. Apparently, that's what all women want. I mean, yeah. A- apparently, the idea yeah. of a guy making taking care of a woman, making her very, very happy and and pleasured, isn't. Women <laughs> doesn't want exist. That. Women no. don't. They don't want that fantasy. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> right. So yeah, we um, it it was uh, it was, it it was pretty devastating. Um, especially to my engineering team, like. They were when we got the award. Just they they hit the roof. Right. Um, they, is, uh, is that a ca- uh, tied to a cash award? Also, did that? No. No. It, um, it's 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 mostly the accolades, but the the consumer electronics show is one of the biggest tech shows in the world. So mm-hmm. to get to get an honoree award, innovation award from the show is it's kind of a big deal. So especially when you know, you've got real tech that, that you're pushing. And, and we were able to spin up and uh, iterate 
into a, a product from nothing, just a concept, all the way to a prototype within a year and a half. Mm, and that's uh, impressive. That's pretty, those yeah. are, those are pretty speeds. And so my, my senior mechatronics engineer, um, she's a fabulous woman. She specializes in, is, has expertise in AI and microrobotics. She hit the roof. She was so excited when we got this. And it was, um, How it, big it was, is your team? So it, uh, until uh, right about end of, uh, end of December, we had a team of probably about seven. Mm-hmm. And I just, we just uh, hired on our 14th today. Oh my gosh. Not yeah. Wow. So, you know, I love, I mean, just a couple of years ago, you had the idea to make this company happen. And the fact that you, you did win this prestigious award, um, the fact that you're in production and it's coming out this fall and you are receiving international attention. Um, it is incredibly impressive to me. It shows how badly this product is needed, but it's also really, I mean, it, it is hard work to start a company and build it as fast as you have in two years. Um, have you gotten some good support from venture capital or how, how has this, how have you come so far so fast? Um, no VC yet. Uh, what, uh, I, I have a secret weapon. Um, I do have, um, uh, my CFO is actually also my mentor and he is, um, one of the most amazing business people, um, I've ever met and I've learned a lot from him. Um, I've also learned that, um, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a woman. I also have a ton of imposter syndrome. So Uh like I, I've always been of the, of the idea in my own head that, oh, I need to do this myself if I want it to be right. But he's really helped me to teach myself that it's okay to trust in others and trust their expertise in what they're doing. And I have a handful of white cis males that are, uh, very much feminists that, uh, that work, uh, for and with the company. And, um, it's, accepting all kinds of knowledge as long as like we're not looking at any particular individual for the way that they look we're looking at them for their skill set and for their knowledge base mm-hmm. um and accepting that and accepting how that can help my business grow that's what's really turned this up so fast mm-hmm. and taken us so far so fast um where where uh investments are concerned we actually uh created a limited partnership um utilizing the uh, the opportunity zone laws that were created last year. And so we were able to take in funds from angel investment investors who are able to pull cap gains. And if you pull cap gains and put them into an opportunity zone fund, then you pull that, that uh, those, uh, those gains out in 10 years, no matter what the exit, it could be 10 X, it could be 20 X, it could be two X. Um, there's no taxation. So it's a great incentive for our angel investors. And that way we were actually able to kind of handpick where our investments are coming from. And we wanted to make sure that they were really on board with our social mission because we've taken our social mission and we put it on equal footing with our profitability. And that social mission is really rooted in gender equality and equity in uh, women's health and women's sexual health and wellness and education and advocacy for the LGBTQ communities. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they see the value in that. They see the profitability in that because they're investors. But um, that's where that money has come from. We haven't uh, taken any money from VC, not to say that we won't. Um, 
but right now it, it, it doesn't look like we will need to. Um, we will probably, we'll be able to reach, uh, get, get post rev before we can actually, before we have to take money again. Um, we may open around when we start uh, working on our next big uh, focus, which is going to be integrating our products uh, to become the haptic, haptic feedback platform uh, for VR. So we're actually mm. hoping to be one of the first companies to have uh, a haptic platform for people with vaginas having a VR sexual experience. Okay, so I need you to take that down one level of technology speak and let me see if I understand it, what you're saying. Because I, I don't know what haptic means. But are you saying that you are going to be getting... Even simpler, when you uh, install an app on your phone or your computer and they say, can you send data back to Apple so it can make this product better? Um, and we can, if we have problems and we can send the errors back to here and we can make our pro- product be- better, is that similar? Like this product will then s- send data and feedback to, you know, the your company and then you would then translate that into the virtual reality sexual experience for women that doesn't include the ceiling or, <laughs> um, you know, girl on girl, like what your friend experienced at the show. And is that what you were saying? Or is that a fantasy um, of mine? If you, let's say you have a VR, uh, a VR headset and you have, um, because there, there are plenty of VR companies right now that are really taking a close look at um, VR sexual experiences. So, you would be able to take our product and they would be able to license our product and we create a developer's toolkit um, so that they can use our product uh, to receive sensation wow. while having a VR experience. Oh my oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Wow. Well, I, I think that answers it, Emily. There is no need for a boyfriend. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh my. You know? I've been single so long, and now I, I can just continue to be single. It's okay. Yeah, because yeah. my needs got, will be met. My needs will be met <laughs> by my you know, by myself, but my hands will be free. <laughs> and uh, what'd be really great is if you can like get it so that it'll read my mind. <laughs> Working on that. We actually okay. we, all right. We, uh, we, we talked to a company while we were down at South by Southwest. They're actually working on technologies that can take. Um, that take instruction by how you focus. Mm. Okay. Mm. Very. It's, I, I only know some really high level stuff, but it's, it's a brain trainer. It's a focus trainer. So like we've looked at some really interesting ideas, like how can I take this thing that trains you how to focus? You literally put like a headband, you look a little mm-hmm. like 40 only it's on your forehead and it, it actually reads brainwaves and chemical interactions by the sweat uh, that uh, it feels on your temples. Um, and I could be wrong about this. Um, and it's able to, you're able to like drive a little car or run a racetrack. Based on the focus on the brain. Wow. Oh focus. my gosh. So wow. we were like, oh. Yeah. I can now tie that. that to the, the Osei <laughs> massager. Michelle can finally yeah. have her massager that like reads her mind, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was like, oh, well, speaking of which. Can it bring me a glass of wine? 
<laughs> Probably, well, then you have your like vir- uh, you your know. little robot that yeah, will, that's right? right? You know, right. that will respond to, you know, Alexa will bring you yeah. the wine. Time for more wine. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is absolutely fascinating. Um, every aspect of it. Yeah. But I was curious what you're doing as a company to, I mean, you're getting the word out. Um, are, are people also responding to the fact that the Consumer Electronics Show finds female orgasms immoral, obscene, and profane? Are, I mean, has that actually turned out to be like a really good thing for your company that they did this? Yeah, they couldn't have done us a bigger favor, honestly. Um, it's <clears throat> That's actually what helped us to really solidify our social mission and realize that we want to be um, truly uh, engaged in social activism. Um, in these spaces because we got such an amazing resounding amount of support um, from all different kinds of demographics. Um, uh, Very, very little, um, very few trolls so far, but I haven't really gone on Reddit. I think I'm going to stay away. Yeah. Why bother? um, Yeah. So, and, and that's kind of part of like how we approach that too is, is, I don't, I don't really engage with the trolls anyway, but we have gotten an amazing amount of support. And yes, I think it's, it, it is definitely because um, we, we planned the whole thing, the whole, like, it wasn't just, uh, you know, we were like, Oh, they took our award away. We're mad. It, they took our award away. And then we sat on that, that information and we gathered information for three months. Mm-hmm. And then we released, uh, then we released that press release mm-hmm. the day CES went live Mm-hmm. And we ended up getting more coverage than CES did. Wow! Um, it, yeah, I mean, we've we have international articles, uh, more than two hundred international articles, um, all over the place. And I've I I actually just came back from um, from Israel uh, because I was speaking at the Forbes Women Summit in Tel Aviv um, about this, and it's uh, it's created a a lot of noise. But it's um, a lot of people are really realizing that uh, it really is time for change. And we're not just here to talk about it. We're not here to, to complain about it. I'm here to actually make change. And that starts with changing policies like the ones at the CTA. And that's the Consumer Technology Association. Okay. And that's, those are some things I would like to see change. And I think that, um, you know, they, I think they made a mistake. That's true. They made a mistake. Um, it was a huge oversight on their part, and they tried to sweep it under the rug. But um, I expect that um, we may we may see change with that. And I would be, you know, I'm not mad about it. Um, it was really disappointing at the time, but uh, they've they've got plenty of room to still make change, and um, they're a huge leader in the tech industry. So I would expect them to pioneer this space. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems to me, and I, I was, um, when you're talking about, you know, how they reacted and they try to sweep it under the rug, it's, it seems it's sort of like just like a little parallel to how a man would react to a woman who was complaining about the fact that, you know, th- the sexual experience wasn't that great. And you just try to, we'll just try to quiet you down and, you know, you'll go away. And then, then well, you didn't. And, and now they have to like kind of face the fact that they, they screwed up, but, but there's, they, they can change. Um, and then I also think what kind of powerful world we will live in when every woman can actually be enjoying and having orgasms that they can give themselves and along with partners being there or not. And then, I mean, that releases so much, so much tension and brings in joy. And, and then, you know, that just, that feeds out into our society. Totally. You know, I am, 
I'm sad that this product has taken as long as it has to become available to us as women. You know, I would have loved to have been able to be in my 20s and 30s and having blooded orgasms all the time. And and that <laughs> empowerment that comes with that, um, having great, gr- great sexual experiences. But I am so happy about what this means for the younger generation of women out there. Oh, yeah. me too. Yeah. And, you know, and, yeah. and, and as the result of that, you know, the Right. Women well, being stronger and more emboldened. It's really empowering too. I mean, when I when I spoke at Forbes, um, uh, we were there for we were there for the whole week. It was a, a really amazing experience. Um, met some amazing people. Um, but we had an experience with a a gentleman uh, the first night w- that we were there, who was extremely offensive and um, was like groping people oh, in, in one of the in one of the parties. <laughs> And um, one of the parties you were hosting, or that was hosted by Forbes. Okay. Um, and and it's a women's conference, and it's also it's in tandem with their Thirty Under Thirty Summit. Um, so it's young women, and uh, there was somebody there that was extremely offensive. He was touching people inappropriately, and um, I actually had to take his hand and pull it off of one of my interns, and who's twenty years old. Mm. And he was a little terrified. Most of the women that were there were, and they didn't want to say anything because they didn't want to be viewed as being bitchy or, or complaining. Yes. And what ended up happening is that he actually, he confronted me and got right in my face and he was like trying to glom on me and like touch me. And it like really freaked me out. Um, so I, I pushed him off. And actually, strangely enough, this was, this is part of my favorite part actually is this little, uh, this little, a uh, woman who was like, like maybe five four, like buck twenty, uh, just cutest thing. Had bright blue contacts in, looked uh, maybe Vietnamese or, or Chinese American, and she rips him off me and is like, "You don't touch my friend." And I was just like, "I don't know this guy. Why is he touching me?" And um, I walked away, and I was just like, kind of in shock a little bit. So I didn't yeah. even get her name, and I walk away, and I tell the women I'm with, I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna go report this guy. He just like." nearly attacked me outside of the bathroom and this is enough. And all of them were like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, like, yeah. like everybody's like, do you want to rock the boat? Kind of, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of air. And because I turn of around the prestige and of the intern. event kind of thing is it's like, yeah, yeah right. I look at my intern and she's like, no, don't make a big deal out of it. And just in time to see him put his arm around her, come oh, up from God. God. hand on her neck. Oh. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. So I, I, I went after him. Somebody pulled him off and I, I got to her and I said, what did he do? What did he do to you? You say it. And she was like, it's not a big deal. Don't, don't make a big deal out of it. And I was like, you tell me what he did to you. You say it out loud. And she was like, he put his arm around me. And I was like, and what? And he's like, she was like, can he grabbed my neck and he squeezed my neck. Oh my and God. I was livid. And I marched right out front. And I, I tell security, I was like, I want to speak with your head of security. And I talked to this man who, uh, English was not a first language. So I was, I was like, there's a man inside. He is touching multiple women. You need to remove him immediately. I want to show you what he's doing. May I touch you? And he was like, uh, yeah. So I started, I grabbed him and I was like, he's doing this. And then he did this to my intern. And he like went like this and he's like, you know, does he look like this? And we're like, I was like, yes. And they, they ripped him out of there immediately. But what happened after that was even, was even, um, more interesting. Um, 
I, I, we sent an email to Forbes that night and um, demanding that he be removed from the summit. And I was a little scared. I was afraid that maybe they would remove me for mm-hmm. making too much noise. Mm-hmm. And I got an email the next morning when we were on our way back to the conference. And it said, thank you for your email. We will be waiting for you when you get here and we will talk. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I hope I don't get kicked out of this. This is not good. I don't like I'm, and I'm afraid because I've been in, I've been a woman in that space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we I all have. Yeah. There. yeah, I get there and I take my intern, I take my director of marketing and we 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 walk down to the basement office and I'm just like shit shit they're going to kill shit, us. Shit. <laughs> and they sit down and we're and they're like we are so devastatingly sorry that that happened to you. Before you ever sent that email, we had already removed him. We took his bracelet, we took his uh, his pass. He will not be back and you should never have to be able to never have to put up with that and that's coming from like straight from the top at at their conference and I was just I was and, and my intern sitting there watching this whole thing like oh mm-hmm. my gosh they they're they're not mad at us mm-hmm. and I was like damn right they're not mad at us and, and right. but at the same time we're sitting there thinking we might get in trouble but they really they really like stepped up to the plate I was really really um just really impressed by how they handled it and, and that they, that they took such swift action. Um, And because because you didn't stay quiet. I mean, you could have, you could have just, you could have said, yeah, you're right guys. Well, let's, let's, you know, he's gone. Let's just be quiet. Let's just, you know, let's, we don't want people to, you know, be upset with us. We're trying to sell some products, you know, we've been trained to be quiet mm -hmm. for so many years, you know, and, and, you know, this, this problem happens all the time. You know, uh, uh, gosh, just a couple of nights ago, I was out with a friend of mine and, you know, had the same experience with the sleazy guy feeling like he can put his hand on the small of the back and it's, and just, you know, and, and we could not shake him. And yeah. he even followed us to a second event and it was like, you know, and, and oh. I just, you know, I, I thought a lot about it re- retrospectively. I'm like, why was I not bitchier to him? Like, I, I, you know, I I didn't do anything to encourage his behavior, but I also didn't, like, make a scene and shut him down. And I should have. I should have. But he's also but, friends of lots of other friends, and I was worried about, you know, what that looks feel like. Bad. And, and, yeah. Why are you being so bitchy? What's wrong with you? Right. Like, he was just a little drunk. That's ex- and that's, that's yeah. exactly how it Oh, he was just a little drunk. And I'm like, that's no excuse. That's right. never an excuse. That's exactly what someone said. The silver lining to the whole story is that, one, I was so impressed with Forbes. They were absolutely wonderful hosts. And it was one of the most incredible experiences that I've ever had. And I I was so enamored with them. Their whole staff was absolutely wonderful. But not only that, but there were so many. This was also the 30 under 30 um, Uh uh, folks, remember. So there are a whole lot of 20-year-olds uh, 20-something-year-old women. And um, my uh, intern, one of them, who's, who's 20 years old, was so empowered. Yeah, I was going to ask you. In Tel Aviv. And she turned around and she's, she turned into a little bulldog afterwards. <laughs> she actually just sent me an email last night and she was like, you know what I did? It's spring break here. And we went out and we were partying and guys were touching me. And you know what? I stood up for myself. I was a bitch, Laura. 
Awesome. And I was like, go you. Yes. Yeah. So, Love it. And it was like, we, we talked about these things and, and every woman, you forget what it's like to be that age and feel like you have no voice mm-hmm. and to feel trained that you're not allowed to say anything and that you should just be, be nice and just brush it off. Oh, he was just a little drunk. No, fuck that guy. That mm-hmm. guy needs to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I I know that one of the things that has hit me as a as an adult uh, about like not rocking the boat um, is was the movie um, Dra- a Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. When the when the cop who's investigating finds himself at the killer's house, right, and he figures everything out. He's like, "Oh, this we're at the killer's house," and he he goes to leave, and the killer meets him in the driveway and invites him back in for tea. And so the detective goes back in for tea, and they're having tea in the killer's house. And the killer says to him, you know, you could have just walked away, but instead you were afraid of being rude, and now I'm going to kill you. You know? And it was like, wow, how many choices are we given when we're just too afraid of being rude to somebody, and instead we put ourselves in harm's way? Yeah, And that's exactly, had that man not been, he, and obviously he wasn't called out earlier by other women that he was touching. And so he thought he'd get, get more bolder, more bolder, and I can do this, and I can do that, because I am, yeah. I am this guy. And he yeah. needed to be called out by the very first woman who touched him. So we as women need to speak up. And if somebody touches you inappropriately, you know, like, no, you don't get to put your hand on my back. I didn't tell you, you could. I was, I was on a cruise ship one time and this guy comes up and he like smacks me on the butt and I go, excuse me. (laughs) I I didn't tell you, you could touch me on my butt. What? I said, yeah, no, you don't get to touch me. All right. The thing is, is they would love it. They're like, oh, well, I didn't mean anything by it. And it's like, yeah, but it's my body. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't touch it. It doesn't, it's mine. Right. And, and I don't care if you're just trying to be friendly. I don't know you. Why is even it? Even if I did, even if I do, like you don't just, you don't just touch people that you don't know or you don't know where they're like, like how they feel about that. I don't care if you're just trying to be friendly or if you're trying to be a total dick, just don't do it. Right. They say like my, my statement would be like, why do you men, why do you touch me out when I don't want you to? And when I'm trying to tell you how to touch me, you, you fa- it falls on deaf ears and then yeah. you don't want to touch you. like, whatever I can't. Well, and you know, if you, I think a lot of men would be pretty excited <laughs> if you were just walking, walking by and slap them on the ass, they, they would maybe, you know, the, that same guy who's slapping women on the ass, those are the guys that would be like, ooh, hey. They could oh, be turned on by that, you know? Yeah. So it's not like you could play dirty, you know? You, like, like get right. him back at his own game. Show them what it feels like. You know, I think that they right. would, right? Yeah, no, yeah. Those, those are predators. Yeah. They just need to Although be shut Although 9 down. to 5, I do love that movie. I do love. We've talked about that yes. on the episode before. How those ladies take control and show them exactly what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that like a Dolly Parton? It's like from oh. the '80s. Nine to five, oh. working nine oh. to five. It's a way, way to, to make, make a living. living. Yeah. Great movie. It's it Lily Tomlin. Okay, I like I like I don't think I think Jane I know Fonda, what you're talking about. Dolly is. Parton, right? Yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. I've never seen it. Oh, you need to. Oh, it's on your movie list. You've got to watch it. Now. Yeah. 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 So, um <laughs> besides kiteboarding, creating fabulous uh 
personal massagers and sex toys for women. What else makes you tick and and makes you enjoy getting up and and living this fabulous life that you have? Um, well, it's it's mostly work right now. <laughs> if I if I wasn't working as much as we as much as we do right now, um, it would yes, a lot more kiteboarding. I actually I'm kind of an adventure junkie, so um, a lot of mountain bike riding, uh, road bike riding, um, rock climbing, which is a, a big a fun one for me. Yeah. Um, I'm a dance addict for sure. I'm actually yeah. super excited because our headquarters is in Bend, Oregon in central Oregon. Right. And, um, I last lived in Portland where there was a really great dance studio down by the river that I used to go to all the time. And so I've been living out here in Bend for about two years and there's nowhere to dance. Oh. And they just opened up a new studio. that's going to open in like two weeks. And I'm so excited. Wow. Like it's, it's like hip hop, it's uh, lyrical, it's jazz. We just had an episode with a friend of ours at yeah. Pole Dances, and then we're coming up uh, later in the season. We are having another guest on who is has her own pole dancing studio here in St. Louis. And um, so that's, that's just like ironic. That, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so excited. It's called, uh, it's actually, I love the name of the place. Um, I met the founder and uh, her name's Christina and she's just, freaking fabulous and honestly like I thought about this I was like if I was gonna like if I could retire tomorrow and do anything I would probably still want to work I would probably want to open up a dance studio that had a wine bar in it (laughs) fantastic (laughs) it's called sexy Sexy dance studio or uh yeah sexy dance and it's s-e-k-s-e with uh uh uh, accent accent on it yeah. And I was like, oh, you clever girl, you. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, that sounds great. So you're definitely an adrenaline junkie. You like to get those oh, endorphins moving. And- yeah, if I can jump out of plane or, or jump <laughs> off a bridge and bungee jump, I, I love that kind of stuff. I'm actually um, uh, I'm actually speaking at Circular Summit that's in Napa Valley on mm-hmm. uh, May 9th and 10th um, next month. And they have an adventure track where you where they take their their speakers and their mentors and you get to lead an adventure so i'm going to be uh leading our or helping guide a river rafting trip uh, while apparently giving uh business advice to (laughs) on the while while rafting alongside and I'm, i'm nervous about this alongside the ceo uh, Wendy of, um, of, uh, uh, Urban Decay Makeup. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh my I'm gosh. Excited. That's yeah. really cool. Oh, yeah. that's good I, alignment I, I, for I you. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, that's good alignment for you. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that same weekend I'm, I'm going to be mopping my floor and uh, <laughs> cleaning out my closets. We might and, have to uh, go to that summit. <laughs> Recovering from my fiftieth birthday party that's the week true. before. Yeah. That's probably what I'll be doing. And and count and counting down the days till my, my own Ose massager shows I up. I know. We need our own little <laughs> countdown calendar. Coming up birthday. Oh, fifty's fun. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Actually I think when this airs I'll already be fifty. I think you're right. I think I'll already be 50 when this airs. So people who are listening, this is my under 50 voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to completely change in a couple of days. (laughs) It'll sound so much older and wiser, you know, on, on, you know, episodes in that air in end of May. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this is great. I have totally enjoyed our conversation. We have got like a sip or two left of our wine. Yeah. I don't know. Did we, did you finish yours? Almost there. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Well, good. Um, 
we will have all of this information on our website, Laura and uh, I, Emily and I are going to be on your on. Oh, we, I know on we're already list. on your list, and hopefully yeah. we can, we're going to be able to you know get get one of those in. And um, I'd love to have like a follow up conversation after we yeah, you know, after we after, after we've tried to break your product. <laughs> send you a trophy. <laughs> A clearly speaking trophy in the shape of a vulva or something like that, you know, <laughs> like the little bu- the little button that flashes, you know, like, you know, an LED lights up. Oh, you, yeah. you won! It's like a slot machine. Starts <laughs> making all sorts of noises. You know, I I don't know if you have this with your with your product, but um, possibly some like you know, um, audio encouragement you know like some people do need like <laughs> slot machine noises or you know like money falling down it's like you know like you're almost there you're almost there and like you know you have your orgasm and then if like the bells and whistles go off and like some applause <laughs> yeah you're like oh, good job like crowd goes wild. And streamers calling yeah because because for some women they may not know that that actually was the mis- that was the orgasm right they'd be like well I, I i don't that was a strange feeling but was that an orgasm i mean they may not know yeah. No, and I and, and that was actually um, well. I don't know the, when I finally had an orgasm because I, I it actually took me a long time to have a clitoral orgasm. I could have G spot or an internal orgasms, but oh, good for I didn't you! Really discover my clitoris until I was like in my twenty, like like mid twenties, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> That's what that's for. And, no um, wonder I liked riding my bicycles. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and yeah, and I, I used to it, like it, I, I used to ride motorcycles too. So I used to like race crash rockets and like really, really like riding that one. That's yeah, can't uh, quite figure out why. Yeah, but, that makes um, sense. Yeah, it's it's when you when you do when you get there, it's it's like. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm excited for you know, especially for the women that have never had an orgasm. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. I think it would probably be neat. And if you already are doing this um, within your your community with the women's empowerment and sexual health, and 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 especially if you have you know, you're gonna have women who have never had an orgasm. But maybe maybe there's a safe safe space within your Facebook community or through your website mm. where they can like interact and and like. Okay, this is what happened to me, (laughs) and like some sharing and support back and forth, so that they know that yeah, that's that's how you're supposed to feel. Yeah, you're supposed to fall off your bed. Well, and I mean, I mean, so many so many people are meant to feel like there's something wrong with them because they haven't gotten there yet, Mm -hmm. and it's there's nothing wrong with your body. I mean, it's it's just it's just you just need to take the time to love your body and experiment and really explore exactly what you like. And it's always going to, it's going to be different from somebody else. And that's completely okay. That's, that's, that's what makes us special. So, um, no, that's a great idea. I like that. Little gift, little gift there (laughs) to you. Well, Laura, Thank you so Thank much, you so for, much for coming us. on what our show. Delight. And you are a delight. And I will. we will be talking to you. Yes. How are you? Thank you very much. Happy Cheers. orgasms. <laughs> Happy <laughs> orgasms. Cheers. Thank you.